It was a typical anaconda. It certainly isn't typical now. Got it. Oh. Well, welcome back to Scream 101. I'm Brennan. And I'm Sergio. <laughs> and now you're catching me on a little bit of a downturn. I am now sick. It has not in- affected my voice as much as it affected you last week. Mm. Um, but you also, don't have to speak for a living. I, I literally make podcasts all, all the time every week. So that's part of I kind of I do. said for a living. Okay, yeah. I don't make a living wage doing this shit. Oh, burn. <laughs> anyway, um... So you're not gonna get the like beautiful sexy tones that lit up Twitter last week that um that you had, but here's, yeah. here's what I'm working at right now. Yeah, but before that, we have to do our ten word reviews, Brennan. <laughs> before what? <laughs> before the review of Anacondas three. Mm-hmm. We Anacondas three have gathered here <laughs> to deliver three wishes is it called like anaconda's uprising it's actually called anaconda three offspring they dropped the s okay but it'll come back for the next one don't you worry for one second okay good i I was worried Mm -hmm. quite worried for multiple seconds all right so our 10 word reviews yeah Brittany runs a marathon a lovely piece about loving yourself with the all too lovable julian bell you were you you warned me beforehand that these would be over ten words, and I already highlighted like three words in my head. I was like, slice that, cut that. You don't need it. Look, kill, we're not writing your darling, Sergio. Here. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, my review of Britney Runs a Marathon is low pressure indie comedy with scattered huge laughs. Ha ha. Pain and glory, introspective and in your face, subtle yet explicit. Pain and glory says, "Fuck you, James <laughs> Joyce." Oh my god. Okay. Um my review of Pain and Glory, which is under ten words. I actually think it is ten words, but that's the point. You said more than ten words just now. I didn't. Yeah. I said under ten words. Whatever. <laughs> your Cat mom. got your tongue, Sergio. Yeah. Um yeah, my review is Drama Almodovar is not my favorite Almodovar, but it's pretty. Okay. Um, so anyway, we're here to talk about a movie just as important, um, as both of those. It's called Anaconda 3, Offspring. Um, and here, here's the plot of that thing. A scientist working in a millionaire's secret underground lab performs experiments on two giant predatory snakes. However, when the creatures escape and go on the rampage, she enlists the aid of a mercenary to put a stop to their campaign of destruction. And the most important thing about this is that the mercenary is played by David Hasselhoff. (laughs) So he's our our link to stardom mm-hmm. for this movie. He's our Robert Englund. The Hoff is back. Yeah, you can't stop the Hoff. Can you smell what the Hoff is cooking? Um, this this Hoff, don't stop because the Doff shop, chop top. It's getting Hoff in here. So Hoff, you're much better at this than I. Am. Yeah, I don't know what the hell's going on with you that you can't rhyme anything with the word Hoff. I think I had a stroke. Yeah. Um, anyway, we rate all of our s- movies. <laughs> I was gonna say we rate all of our scores. I this is yeah okay. Sick brain has has settled in. It's the end of a long day, dude. Just, just yeah, just go with it. We rate all of our movies on scariness, campiness, effects, and quality. 
So tell me about how you rated this movie a one for scariness. Well, like all the other films yeah. that we've seen recently, it's more of a joke and it is not intended to be scary. You might feel some kind of sense of worry. Maybe we need to change like the category to worry. Just stress scale. Yeah. It'll always be a five. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but otherwise, yeah, there's there's nothing to be scared about. These movies, it, the movie was super bright. Oh, I was yeah, surprised with how well lit it, yeah. it was. So I was like, okay, this is cool. It seemed like Southern California. Except it was Romania. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, definitely. It was, they were shooting at midday for like the full thing. It was definitely, I don't think there was a single nighttime scene. You're right. It just seemed like a bunch of people cosplaying in a park for the most part. Mm-hmm. And to my earlier comment of like maybe you can worry for some of these characters and their situations mm-hmm. this movie barely had me worrying at all because it didn't tell me anything about these people well it, yeah it barely has characters and it barely has situations <laughs> yeah it just it has effects that's what it has and we'll get to those um yeah my scariness score is also a one because like come on we're we're kind of in the uh the late period of this run of franchises. So they're not, that's pretty much where we're, what we're working at right now. Yeah. Um, but my campiness score is a three. How about you? My campiness score is a two. Ooh. Brennan, I'm curious to see why you gave it a three. Cause to me, I, the only campy thing was the snakes. I mean, that's a big part of it. That's like the whole thing of the movie. Um, also David Hasselhoff, you know, I don't know. I don't really know what his whole deal is, and I never really cared. I know he was on Baywatch, and I know he's like a thing, but I've never been a part of the thing. I mean, yeah, that's kind of it. He's famous for Baywatch, and now he's famous for being famous for Baywatch mm-hmm. more than anything. Yeah, like he. I mean, he was also he was on Knight Rider, um, which was another big show in the eighties. Mm-hmm. He had a talking car named Kit. Mm-hmm. I hear he had a big singing career in Germany. Yeah, he's super famous in Germany still mm-hmm. um, for his music career. And I mainly know him for being in the SpongeBob SquarePants movie where they get in between his pecs and get shot back down to the bottom of the ocean. That scene made it into a child's film? It sure did. Um, I mean, it wasn't like a... I I don't know. I can't think of a clean word for this. But it wasn't like, you know, like a sexual thing mm-hmm. between the boobies. Mm-hmm. Um, they like literally like kind of spread apart like a robot. Like he's a robot. Okay. Um, anyway, so, but speaking of David Hasselhoff, they really want him to be, well, frankly, they want him to be a Reba from Lake Placid. Oh, um, yeah. But they want him to be like, you know, a dashing Indiana Jones, kind of like quippy adventurer guy. Mm-hmm. But first of all, he does not seem invested in this movie at all, which why would you be? It's Anaconda 3. You got to get that money. Mm-hmm. Um, but literally the lines he has given are, first of all, so complicated and also just super bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually wrote down verbatim one of his quips. So you're an English teacher. We can break this down together. Um, here's the quote. I suggest you go to an ATM teller, one that dispenses some respect. I like it. It's cute. Um, yeah, but it's overcomplicated. Also, most people criticize or most pedants criticize you if you say ATM machine because the M in machine stands for I mean, what the M in the acronym stands for machine because mm-hmm. it's an automatic teller machine. Mm-hmm. But no one calls it an ATM teller. That's equally yeah. redundant, but more weird. Well, it's not equally redundant. It's just an ATM replaces the need for a teller. Yeah. No, but like it, it's it's re- equally redundant to saying ATM machine mm-hmm. because it's 
you know, it's part of the acronym. Well, perhaps he wants to personify this machine. Give it some li- like human-like qualities. Also, they don't sure. dispense respect or whatever. Well, yeah, no, I mean, that's, you know, that's the flight of fancy that he's taking in this one. Mm-hmm. Um, because he's telling someone to get some respect at this ATM machine if it did in this magical realist world where it dispenses respect that he can give to David Hasselhoff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very complicated. Were there any other lines that you were like, oh, this is just great? No, that's the only one that I had to write down because it was so bonkers. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is um, the kind of British evil corporate man who does who does vanish from the movie after like 20 minutes. Um, he's saying PETA has some problems with their animal testing and their corporation, which does pharmaceuticals. That's what it is. Um, but he pronounces PETA as PETA. Which is hilarious to me. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> what else? Um, I mean, you said you said your one thing that you thought was campy, right? Yeah, the snake. I mean, you're right that basically Hasselhoff's whole thing is to be kind of campy, um, or well, it's not his whole thing is to be campy. His whole character just kind of is campy because mm-hmm. he's meant to like be that Reba S character where you know he's the 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 random guy we kind of not he's not random like salt of the earth kind of guy thank you perfect descriptor for him yeah just someone who you kind of root for like kind of rugged kind of like your every man he's old but he's still kind of fit he's still kind of jacked ish kind of, i yeah. guess if you like squint a little bit um we were watching an sd so you know like hey eh. i'm not i don't want to pay an extra dollar to watch anaconda three and why would you yeah <laughs> um but but yeah, um, so you're meant to like, I don't know, I guess, see yourself in him or root for him, whatever. Well, no, he's one of those, I don't think you're supposed to see yourself. He's playing one of those heroes where everything he does is perfect. Uh-huh. Like he's always in control of the situation. He always has the perfect quip. He's supposed to be like the fantasy, I mm-hmm. feel. Mm-hmm. But also of like exaggerated versions of qualities that the, the everyman's supposed to have, I guess. Mm-hmm. Anyway. We're really getting in the weeds on. Yeah, but I mean, that just whole thing is, you know, that was, that was camp because he was so bad. Oh, yeah. And I mean, bad. like, I could only imagine that they were shooting in Romania for like, what, a week? Oh, a tops. Because they really never left that one field. And then they, was, they were in a building at one point. But beyond that, that the river, they were near a river. Yeah, it, it was definitely one spot of, honestly, probably not that far from where they shot the later Lake Placids. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, just real quick, I'll rattle off a couple. There's a car fire that starts, and the fully noise is just of a wood, like w- wood burning. It's got lots of like nice pine crackling noises, which is not how a car sounds when it's mm-hmm. on fire. I would know. I've woken up two times to a car on fire outside my window when I when I was growing up in Anaheim. Mm-hmm. It was very strange. It was a, like it just you know I just attract these things, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but also there, there keep, there keep being, um, our main character who I don't remember her name. So I'm going to call her Dr. Tank Top, which is probably what it said in the script. Um, but she, ha! <laughs> okay. I forgot about her. Yeah. She keeps our main ha- character. I'll, oh, I'll get to the tank top. We'll explain. Um, but our flashback, she keeps having flashbacks 20 minutes ago. She does have a cool chicks. Don't look at explosions moment in the end where she explodes the whole facility. Um, but yeah, so Dr. Tank Top. I now remember her name is Amanda because I made a joke about if she had a baby with the snake, it would be called the Amanda Conda. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, so basically we're introduced to her like Clarice Starling, 
like when she's running through the woods in Quantico, but instead it's Romania. Um, she's running through the woods. She gets back to the facility where they're studying the snakes. Oh, uh, fun blood orchid continuity. They're using the blood orchid serum to make the snake cell special. And I, pr- I guessed it. I guessed that the blood orchids would be coming back. It's very exciting. I'm proud that you guessed that and that it actually happened. Me and too. I'm proud that the scriptwriter, at the very least, acknowledges that they read the synopsis yes. to Anaconda's Hunt for the Blood Orchid. It's so important. If nothing else, they read like some letterbox reviews. Love it. I mean, do it. Um, but yeah, so she goes into the facility and starts just doing her job and also yelling at the CEO just in her sweaty-ass tank top. And I was like, you didn't change after your strange jog in the middle of a workday. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was very bizarre. She's never wearing like a lab coat or anything either. No, and we were commenting on this. And then later um, she's in the dressing room um, when she starts to break bad and the snake escapes. But she's just changed into a white tank top instead of a black tank top. Hmm. And I'm like, oh, yes, this is her work tank top. Yeah. Um, Got to have proper work attire. Yeah, always. Um, but yeah, so Dr. Tank Top, my favorite character of the franchise so far. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's your effect score? You keep talking about the snake as the source of camp, and I figure this is where we're going to we're gonna live for a little bit. Well, that. you would think so, seeing as how I mentioned that the snake is the source of camp and that this movie... This movie's enjoyment rides on effects. Uh-huh. Having said that, these effects are not good. Oh, they're really shitty. And the shitty. movie's enjoyment rides on are making fun of these effects. Yeah, it, it it relies on their abundance. Yeah. So my score is like a three, and it really should be a two because the CGI is bad, mm-hmm. and most of the effects are just like moderate explosions. Yeah, like I mean, th- it really does depend on like, are we grading this on the actual like realism of the effects or the amount of fun we have with the effects? Yeah. Which is why I landed on a two because they're just so abominably bad looking. They're bad. Um, but it is a strong two because I had so much fun, and the things that they are attempting to represent with the effects are fun things that I want to see in a movie. Mm-hmm. What do you think of the closing shot? Not closing shot, but the closing scene where. Or I guess not closing. The penultimate scene? Of a scene. A scene near the end of the film uh-huh. with David Hasselhoff where he's tasked with saving himself and the baby snakes. Oh, yeah. You mean where there's a minute timer on the bomb mm-hmm. and he's just slow. We get that full minute, friends. Yeah. Um, he's just slowly crawling. It's it's really pathetic. Mm-hmm. He wasn't even stabbed or whatever that hard. Like, he could have just walked over. Um, but he doesn't make it. I mean, mm-hmm. it was kind of excruciating, actually. I was like... Anytime there's a timer on screen, I'm like, oh, I'm going to have to wait a full minute before anything happens. Boring. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, I really am. I'm such a millennial. Oh, my God. Um, He doesn't make it, but one of the snakes does make it. Uh And that's going to be our sequel right there. I really don't know that it will be, but we'll find out, I guess. Yeah. One thing that I liked about that whole sequence of events was that that one person who stole the snake, the uh-huh. baby snake, and then was like riding off, drove right past our heroine, who, after blowing up David Hasselhoff and the snakes, had some car trouble or something. What was she doing on the side no, of the road? No, she set a fire, first of all, in the middle of a field, which is a fire hazard, uh-huh. um, to burn all of her notes so nobody could replicate them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just like, why did you bring your notes with you on this crazy adventure, and where were you keeping them? Because she didn't go back to the office. Um her, her tank top hides many secrets. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I guess it's a cargo tank top. 
Um, but about the effects, um, the first time we see the snake, it's not even obvious to the human eye that it is supposed to be a snake we're looking at. It looks like part of a, like when a, ti- a car tire explodes, it just looks like, you know, kind of a long curved piece of black rubber. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, With eyes pointed in different directions. Oh yeah, it's so great. It's got a lazy eye. It's so cute. Mm-hmm. And its eyes sometimes look like bright bright like uh stoplight yellow mm-hmm. um cat eyes and sometimes the eyes are the same color as the skin so you can't see them at all <laughs> it's so funny i don't know what's going on with the eyes but they stare right into my soul <laughs> i mean eyes are the windows of the soul Brennan. Mm-hmm. um what else is there anything else remarkable about the snake that made you laugh so hard it's tail you mean that the tail, which is a knife? <laughs> yeah. How did that work out? Did they like discuss genetic splicing at all? Um, it's the blood orchid sex magic. Okay. Um, it gave it a machete for a tail. Yeah, that was fun. If anything, the tail, the tails, the snakes were a lot more dangerous in this one than they were in previous ones. Oh yeah, and they move real fast. They move like water. Yeah, they fucking like they they go for it. These snakes mm. do, and they they're stabbing people left and right and squeezing them, and so they're more lethal than the other oh, snakes. Yeah. They're wrapping up. They like to wrap up people and bite off their heads, because they know the old maxim, wrap it before you decap it. <laughs> yes, did you just make that up right now? Yeah, it's great. It is. You guys heard it here first. TM <laughs> Scream One Hundred One. <laughs> Yeah, no, there's lots of, like, bloody stumps of heads. It's all very exciting. Uh-huh. I wonder if they just use, like, the same, like, effect, like, the same like, corpse. Oh, I'm sure they did. Repeatedly. Like, just the same, like, copy-paste of the, like, cartoon next stump. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But look, there's a lot of blood spray involved, and I'm kind of a sucker for blood spray because a lot of movies aren't uh, brave enough to be that gory. Know, gory. Um, and I was into it. Mm-hmm. Oh, like there is a part in Wishmaster 4, which I watched this morning, where a guy's hand gets crushed and it just sprays blood. And I'm like, I don't even know that that's how that would work, but I love it. Hmm. Um, you watched Wishmaster 4 this morning? I did. I'm now. Com- Without I'm now com- me? <laughs> oh, do you want to? We could rewatch it right no, after this recording. Shit, man. Keep going. It's actually one, probably my second favorite of the franchise, which is pretty sad. But anyway, um, what else is going on? Um. Oh, oh, the part where there are people who have to, or who are lying on the ground, and the snake starts eating them, and they have to lie perfectly still, so still, so the CGI snake will like you know map onto them. Mm-hmm. So it starts at their feet, and then it kind of just moves across their body while its mouth chomps like a hungry, hungry hippo, and it looks so bad, and it's just sliding up towards their head, going chomp, 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 chomp. It did look like a hungry, hungry hippo. <laughs> yeah. God, what a game that was. Bringing me back. Mm-hmm. That game was so fun because also it allows you to be incredibly violent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're just like... <laughs> mm-hmm. It's not a lot of like point to the game, though. Like Not a lot of finesse. No, you just got to smash. <laughs> that's all you do is you smash. But look, that's what kids are good at. Yeah. It's just being incredibly hyper and smashing things. Um, yeah, I guess we should move on to quality, shall we? I mean, I'm pretty sure it's going to be short. Uh, one. Mm. I'm giving it a two because I did have a semi-good time with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's you know, it's not a good movie. No, I think we've established that in every second 
leading up to this. Yeah, basically. Uh, yeah, the movie is not good, Brennan. It is not really enjoyable. There was nothing keeping me interested in these characters. I was not given enough explanation as to why they were here. Why was this doctor, uh-huh. Dr. Tanktop, you know, why did I need to care for her? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Does it make you resent me for having chosen to do the Anaconda movies? No, because I mean, at this point, like when a sequel, when a franchise is in its fourth or fifth sequel, uh-huh. I mean, this was the third one, so not a lot of hope for the next one. Yeah, Lord knows. Um, but like when they get this far deep, they're either going to be really silly or just really, really bad. Now, I'm hoping for more of the former and less for the latter. Uh-huh. This one has been, you know, the latter. But who knows what the future holds for us? Yeah. I mean, we will make some guesses in a moment. Um, but yeah, my my final thoughts. This movie wants to be a lot of different, more popular movies. Mm-hmm. Um, it it There's, you know, a bit of Deep Blue Sea in there. There's a lot of talk about how they oh, use yeah. the blood orchid to cure Alzheimer's. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of predator of, you know, a bunch of kind of pseudo-military people tromping through the woods. Also, there's a scene that goes absolutely nowhere where she's covered in mud so the snake can't see her. Also, the snake seems to be... I feel like the snake thought she was its mama because the snake keeps like just slithering up to her and just kind of staring at her and not eating her. And inevitably, in both of the scenes where this happened, David Hasselhoff shoots it and it runs away. Um, But I'm just curious about what it thought was happening. Um, one of the scenes she's covered in mud. So she's like, it can't see me cause it covered the, my body heat, which is an exact thing from predator, mm-hmm. but they never use that again. So I'm like, why did you even bring it up? Mm-hmm. It, and this has already happened before. So it's clearly not the mud. Mm-hmm. It's dumb. I don't know what's happening there. Um, I think it's best not to think too much about it because I feel like this movie has a lot of unexplained like plot holes. Oh yeah. Um, um my whole guess with that was that, I, it wasn't that the snake couldn't see her. It was the snake couldn't smell her, right? Wasn't it operating on smell? I don't fucking know, Serge. Okay. It's a mystery. Okay. Sorry, I was um, just trying to keep this conversation going. No, you're right. Um, and and there's also a little bit of aliens in there, um, especially in the sense of like the corporate villainy kind of being the, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the impetus of everything. Mm-hmm. And especially in the sense that like there is... Uh, a turncoat basically like David Hasselhoff is actually working for um, you know evil CEO man mm-hmm. um, and there's literally a character named Riser in this movie who I assume could only be named after Paul Riser who plays the corporate stooge in Aliens mm-hmm. um, so yeah they're trying to go for a lot of these like big sci-fi heavy hitter movies but they're just you know it's just three swings and three misses but you gotta admire them for trying mm-hmm. i admire i mean i guess it makes sense you would know all of these movies i've never seen the predator one or alien so i have no never like, seen aliens i've never seen alien is it aliens or alien i was talking about aliens which is the sequel i've never seen either oh fair enough um so so i admire the the wealth of knowledge that you bring to this Thank analysis you. of anaconda three three i do my best and also prepare for a deluge of tweets about the thing you just said. I'm so sorry. Why? Because I haven't seen Alien or Predator. Yeah. Or Aliens. Yeah. I also haven't seen Alien versus Predator. Uh-huh. I've seen the newest Predator one. The Predator. The Predator. I saw Alien Requiem and I saw Prometheus. Oh, God. What? 
what a, <laughs> this is the the Sergio cut. This is the order that you watch. You start with the Predator. Uh, you go to Alien v Predator Requiem, which is one of the worst movies ever made. Wait, I haven't seen Alien versus Predator Requiem. What's what what you the said? latest? We're we talking about Alien Covenant. Alien Covenant. That's the one that I saw. Okay. Yeah, um, shit was good. Gaze. So, yeah, I guess. Um, Prometheus, I like. Yeah. See, so I've seen everything that I think needs to be seen. The okay. Michael Fassbender movies. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, yeah, this movie sucks. Sorry about it. You know, it's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not one I'll ever watch again. But I think I'll have small fond memories of certain parts of it, mm-hmm. especially that ATM line. Yeah. If anything, this movie has led me to believe that maybe one of our next marathons should include the Alien films. Maybe. That's not a bad idea. Dun dun, dun dun, dun dun na 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 na. That's Jaws, which we should also do in the future. Yeah, this movie definitely had Jaws vibes. Sure. You just you just want to impress me now. I do. I want to say something smart. I want to contribute, but this movie's so dumb, and there was nothing in it for me. Fair enough. Um, also, also speaking of Wishmaster 4, a movie I remember much more clearly than this movie. Um, one of the reasons I liked it a lot is because the lead was handsome. So that definitely helps. And there were not any handsome leads in this one. No. Yeah. What movie were we watching where, well, like I was going to say, um, Leprechaun in the hood. Uh-huh. Like oh, yeah, the leads were hot. were hot. Yeah. And then there was another movie recently that we saw that had a really hot dude in it. Uh, pain and glory. No. Who's hot in that? Antonio Banderas is hot. He's old as fuck. Yeah. Um. There. There are some hot people in that movie, but never mind. Um. Here's how you can find us on the internet. Find us on Twitter at Scream One Hundred One Pod. Email us at Scream One Hundred One Podcast at Gmail dot com. Find us on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe, rate, and review. Uh, give us five stars, cause uh, I don't know. I just I want another review to read, cause probably like. No, just give us one. This episode merited a one, and so we'll know if you give us a one, we know you saw we, you listen to this episode. Well, what? Uh, but please don't, because that actually that hurts our score on Apple Podcasts, and I know you don't really care, and I guess I don't either, cause I don't know my 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 like seven year plan for this show does not involve it. It's meteoric rise to success. Yeah, you have a seven year um, plan for this show. Oh no! Don't okay. worry. Don't worry. It's fine. Um, but yeah, no, but I just, I would feel bad cause I have my sick brain today. And if you're like, Brandon sucks today, I'd be like, well, yeah, I warned you. <laughs> um, anyway, but yeah, no, I, I check to see if we have any new ratings like every week and it's been the same one from lovely person, Petey the Dragoon. Thank you so much for reviewing us. Woo Petey. But I want a new one to look at. Love that magic dragon. Yeah. Um, but yes, next week we're, we'll be reviewing House of Frankenstein, which I'm actually pretty excited for. It's the most ambitious crossover event in cinema history. Um, and, uh, the following week we will actually be catching up with the next Anaconda, um, which is Anaconda's moon. (laughs) What? Moon and sun. (laughs) It's generation four of the Anacondas. Yeah. Um, it's the all Arbok edition. (laughs) Uh, but yes I would watch a film starring Arbok Oh hell yeah Yeah. Um, Arbok the Magnificent Yeah, yeah. Ew um, Arbok it was like the original ASMR Yeah um, But anyway 
um, Anaconda's Trail of Blood. So that's the fourth and penultimate uh, Anaconda movie. The hell do you think is going to happen in that one? Um, the snakes will die. Oh. And some bodies will hit the floor. Let the bodies hit the floor. Maybe oh. not with such rhythm as you're giving it, but Fair the enough. bodies will hit the floor. Um, well, I one thing I thought was interesting about this one is that it was like an anaconda run amok movie. It wasn't so much about like we're out in the jungle, we're fighting anacondas. Like the anaconda has come to us, even though it's still basically the jungle. Yeah. Um, I kind of I'm hoping it's like it goes full snakes on a plane. Like we're in like a kind of urban contemporary setting, and there's an anaconda just loose in like a grocery store or something. That'd be mm-hmm. real fun. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Until next week. <laughs> Good luck on your journey. And stay gold, everybody. Bye. Bye. This episode was brought to you by Pod People Productions. To find more episodes of this show and others, please visit podpeople.me. It's podcasts for the weird at heart.